Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey everyone, Dave here. Thanks very much for downloading this episode of Book Cheap. What you're about to hear is the first ever live edition of the show. I've got to say a massive thank you to everyone that came down over the weekend to the European Beer Cafe to watch us record this. Uh, I was stoked with the turnout in the end uh, and I really had the best time ever up there, which you can probably hear, hopefully. It's the first ever live one. Uh, hopefully, I'll get to do some more of these one day. Let me know if you want me to come to your city or town and maybe one day I will get back out on the road and bring a book cheat live to you. In the meantime, as always, you can support the show on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash pod. We get a bunch of bonus episodes of our other show, Do Go On, and a heap of other content whilst knowing that you are supporting the little pods that could. But until next time, please enjoy Book Cheat live at the European Beer Cafe. Well, hello there! Welcome! Yeah! Uh, welcome to another episode of Book Cheat. My name is Dave Warnicke, and uh, each episode of this show, we look at one of the classics, so you don't have to read it yourselves. How you feeling? Thank you so much for coming out on this Sunday afternoon. Are we pumped up? Yeah. Do we feel like learning about a book? Yeah. <laughs> so- who said no? What have I told you? It was technically a play. All right, that got less of a response. All right. It's a novel. Okay. Fantastic. Thanks so much for coming out. Great to uh, be with you on this Sunday afternoon, as I say. Uh, just uh, t- to see who knows the show, give me a round of applause if you've ever heard Book Cheat before. Thank you. Fantastic. I'm getting one of these from someone. Love that. Very polite, like we're in a library. Good stuff. Very on brand. All right, uh, other end of the spectrum. And don't be shy. Give me a round of applause if you've never heard Book Cheat, the podcast, before. Is that serious? What? Hold the phone. Because uh, I've known Sophie for many years because you have the record for coming to more of my other podcasts, Do Go On, than anyone else in the world. I've seen you, I've seen you overseas before at, at our shows. You've never heard Book Cheat? Uh, I keep meaning to get to it. Now there's too many. I mean, just start with episode one. <laughs> Work your way through it. So you, this is your first episode. Okay. Um, so do, do you know what it's about? Yeah. Great. Uh, okay. <laughs> you get the vibe, get the gist. Who else hasn't heard the show before? Yeah. Front row, I mean. What is going on here? <laughs> People up the back are absolutely spewing that you are here. <laughs> uh, so basically what happens is I, I've read a classic book so you don't have to. Oh, so uh, you, you, you're, you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> Uh, so after the show tonight, uh, inevitably you'll be going to a dinner party, I imagine, after this. They'll bring out the fine china, the beautiful wine. Of course, the classics will come up, I presume. And then, uh, you know, your Dickens, your Austens, your Tolstoys, and you'll be able to whip out just enough facts to get by in the conversation. Great. <laughs> Good to have you here. Uh, I'm hoping this goes well. I've also got some friends and family tonight that may not have heard the show before. My mum is in the crowd tonight. <laughs> Thank you, Mum. Uh, she is a librarian, so I'm hoping this show will finally win her respect. Thank you very much. Although, children's librarian, so we are doing the Very Hungry Caterpillar tonight. It will be, the show will go for about eight minutes. No, that's not true. We will be... I'll introduce the book in just a second, but I've got to introduce you to my esteemed guest. Ladies and gentlemen, could you please put your hands together and welcome to the stage the one... The two, the three, the only, actually. Could you put your hands together for Michelle Brazier, Ben Russell, and Eva? Yes! Yeah! Hello! 
Hello, David. Hello, Ben. How are you? Hello, Mama Waniki. <laughs> Mama Waniki. Mama Waniki. I've been to Hawaii. Um, <laughs> it, it, it does sound like a traditional greeting of sorts. <laughs> Great having you. And um, I'm a very happy Mama Waniki to you all. <laughs> Hello, Mama Warniki. <laughs> Thank you, Michelle. Um, we've also got, uh, we should address that we've got Eva the dog here. Let's not address it. <laughs> I, was just, I was just thinking, just before we came on, Michelle was telling me she did a live podcast last week where they didn't address it. And I just came on and then after, yeah. I was spent 20 minutes just trying to prove that I actually am, am not someone who's blind because I was like, oh, I don't want you to think I'm pretending to be blind because she's a guide dog. But I also don't want you to not also think that you're going mad. Anyway, there's a dog on stage. Now everyone knows and everything's fine. But it's just, I think, I thought it was just, I was fucking weird. It was weird. Yeah, that's weird. They were just like, oh, just Michelle. And I was like, it's not just me. It's just little girl. Little girl, are you fine? Anyway, that's all. So how, how are your festivals going, Michelle? You haven't actually started your, your show yet, but you've been out and about doing lots and lots of spots and things. Yes, I'm very, very busy. I don't know how I committed to all of these things, but I'm really... I'm so tired. Yeah. Um, my yeah. show opens on Tuesday, um, <laughs> but I, I, I'm, de- I'm done. Um, no, I'm having, a, I'm having a cracking time. I'm having such a nice time. But I open on, on Tuesday, so it's going to be real fun. Thank you for wooing one person. <laughs> I did. I also enjoyed that woo a lot. It was like this... That was for me. <laughs> uh, and Ben, how, how's your festival going? You, you're not doing a solo show this year, but you've rebranded as uh, the man who does all the live podcasts. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, if you need a podcast guest, Ben Russell is <laughs> your man. I can do accents. I can do... Uh, I pretend to know what I'm talking about. I can say things with confidence. Um, and uh, so any, any, anything that you need, let me know. How what? many um, live podcasts have you done this festival? Oh, just this festival? Yeah. Three. I've done four. I've done four. Oh, okay. And that's why men get recognition and the women just quietly do the podcasts. Need more confidence. Um, <laughs> I am the podcast man. Uh, no, I've, and I've do, just been doing the Grub live shows, which has been... Thank you for the woos. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> yeah, just... Uh, People love to woo when they recognise something here. Just, just yeah. go, I'm about to have a sip of a beer. <laughs> They've had beer before, okay. <laughs> yeah, just chilling out. I'm having a very relaxed time, seeing some shows, uh, doing some spots, enjoying the fellowship. Of comedy? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no one recognised that. <laughs> Um, no, I'm glad you said uh, you've been you up for a bit of accent work because I think that some accents might come out today because the book slash play that we are doing today is Pygmalion. <laughs> Ever heard of that? No. <laughs> Great. This one's for you, buddy. Uh, it's a play by George Bernard Shaw, first performed on stage in 1913, but some of you might know the adaptation of the musical adaptation, which is My Fair Lady. Oh. I yeah. think they've got it. Yeah. <laughs> Some of you may know the uh, 90s movies adaptation, She's All That. <laughs> we, had a, we, had, we had a quick discussion about that. Ben goes, what's the 90s movies Is it where, where the ponytail comes out and then she's hot? And I was like, I also was going to make this yeah. reference, but I can't remember. And then we came to it. It's She's All That. I, I remembered it, so I get to use it. I told him what it was and you he still got to me. This is bullshit. <laughs> what it was. Look, I said, is it She's All That? You said, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I'm going to give you half a point each. You happy? <laughs> Thank you. That's Thank all you. we ask for. Yeah, Why will we, we compete? Is this a win. competitive one? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah be, all right, it's going to be a quiz show from now on. Who is the biggest book cheat? <laughs> uh, Eva's walking around the stage. This is unusual. She usually goes to sleep, but she's uh, she's got the whiff of something yeah. in the front row. She also has some drugs. Yeah, sniffer dog. <laughs> Watch out. What do you reckon? Man in the beanie is my guess. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Pygmalion, it's, it's by... It's me. 
George Bernard Shaw, who was an Irish playwright and critic, he wrote more than 60 plays. But this is probably his most famous one. It wasn't a great start for him, though. I love Britannica writes that his first five novels, quote, repelled every publisher in London. <laughs> Not got rejected, he physically repelled them. But that's because he hated rich people. <laughs> right? Yeah, but then he became very successful and became a very rich man. I can't wait till I become a rich person for criticising <laughs> rich people. <laughs> Uh, he stuck at it though and grew to be very influential and famous in his day. And in 1925, he was awarded the Nobel Prize in Literature. So, all right, guys, this is a classics classic. <laughs> all right, mate. Yeah, all right, all right. You You've get done it. stuff. So, some of you may have seen My Fair Lady, but there are differences between the play and the film. For example, the title is different. <laughs> the title well, is arguably well, much better, mm. I would say. Well, according to ancient Greek legend, Pygmalion was a famous sculptor who, would, who could find nothing good in women, and as a result, he resolved to live out his life unmarried. However, he carved a statue out of ivory that was so beautiful and so perfect that he fell in love with his own creation. Basically, he fucked a statue. <laughs> so there you go. That was a different time then. You could fuck a statue yeah, then. Yeah, and oh it yeah. was normal. Everyone yeah. had a statue that they fucked. <laughs> yeah. Now we have the Pornhub, but back then... <laughs> back then you'd welcome them into your, into your house and you'd be like, this is my fuck statue. Yeah. <laughs> that I've, in which that I fuck. And uh, here is my orgy room uh, where I watch the orgies. Right. And keep, keep <laughs> Somebody invited me to a party once that had an orgy room. <laughs> and I was like, it was like a Facebook invite and it was like, there will be an orgy room. Please be respectful. And I was like, I'm not coming to this fucking party. <laughs> like, there's just, no, I'm from the country, mate. I'm not coming to your party. <laughs> I like, a, I just like a punch. A bit of maybe some board games with friends. Guess who's just been uninvited to my party? (laughs) (laughs) Shall we crack into act one of this play? Our play opens at 11.15pm. That's night time. In London. Did they sell tickets okay or was that too late to sell tickets? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you get to Wednesday night, you're like, what the fuck am I doing? (laughs) Uh, It's in London and would you believe it, it's raining. In London. Huh. Never saw that coming. Uh, Pedestrians run to take cover in front of St. Paul's Cathedral. And the first character to speak is simply called The Daughter. And this is the opening line from The Daughter. I'm getting chilled to the bone. What can Freddie be doing all this time? He's been gone 20 minutes. And we're off. Are you sucked in? Sucked in. Yeah, gotcha. (laughs) Now, a very annoyed mother and daughter discuss how they've sent their son-slash-brother, uh, Freddie, to find them a cab home. He comes running in from the rain soaking, saying he couldn't find one. A cab? Yeah, they want a cab. What year is this? Probably a horse-drawn cab. Oh, so before Uber? Uh, yeah, they got it before us, though, didn't they? In the UK? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They did. Yeah. yeah. We're always last. So he comes running in from the rain. He's soaking. He's saying he couldn't find one of these cabs and they scold him for being a useless piece of shit. Uh, paraphrasing there. And uh, they send him off You're again. a useless piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what class are these ones? Pardon? Is that the right voice for these ones? These or are, are they sort more of mid- You're middle. a useless piece of shit. Yes, Which one? Yes, that, that one. I that think. one. I say, useless piece of shit. <laughs> That's the one. Great, we've nailed the tone there. I love it. And he's trudging back off into the rain and a flower girl appears, which is a girl selling flowers, not a child who's wandered off from a wedding. Get your flowers. As I thought. I'm a flower girl, (laughs) not in a marriage way. (laughs) Well, she walks into the scene and she speaks to Freddie. Now, this character's lines are uh, written phonetically, so I thought we could try and bring this scene to life. So I've got a script here. Thank God. Because I have not learned the lines. (laughs) We're open tomorrow night. (laughs) At 11.15 p.m. (laughs) Uh, so I think I'll, I'll read the stage directions if you don't mind. Uh, uh, Wait, which one? Are we, who cast? Yeah. Do the casting. Okay. We haven't even auditioned. Uh, hello, my name is Ben Russell. Um, I'm <laughs> five six. I currently have a uh, taxi box ad that's sort of online, um, and I'm available for the shoot dates. Yeah, I'm Michelle Brazier. I'm um, with Century Artists. Um, I am 163 centimeters tall, and I've been this okay. tall since year four. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, but do you need to tell the casting Yes, it makes you interesting, Ben, and then they remember you. (laughs) 
That's a great tip. That's a great tip. I'm writing that down. The tallest girl in year four. Yeah. I was. It was awesome. Then I was tall just... once as well. I was tall once as well. <laughs> uh, ben, cast it. But oh, you're going it. to? You want me to cast this? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm Please. thinking. Uh, Who's going to be in it? Both of you. Would you believe it? Also, this guy. No, Ben, would you do the honours of Flower Girl? And Michelle, would you put your chops to the test and play both Freddie but also Mother? Okay, what's the class of these people? (laughs) Which, what's the class? Uh, You're sort of middle, upper class of your two characters, but you are the Flower Girl. Yes. Ben. Okay. And... uh, Ha! Ha! (laughs) Ya-wa-wa-la-la-la. Ya-wa-ha. Doing this also makes you more memorable to the casting agent. (laughs) Um, I don't need to warm up because I'm always ready to go. Ready to go. <laughs> Fooled me. <laughs> <laughs> so the background of the scene is Freddie's just being called a selfish Sorry. pig. <laughs> I'd like to apologise for my previous... No, that's okay. <laughs> I think you're just trying to be like, funny. I, and, like, be funny I think everyone really liked just... it. I didn't take it personally. Yeah, things like, just you're go, a close you know, friend of mine and yeah, I wouldn't I would worry never, about it. I would never. Yeah. I would never. I wouldn't. I think... <laughs> Uh, now we've done the cast warm-up. We are ready to go. All right, so Freddie's just been called a selfish pig for not getting a cab, and I'll read the stage directions, but Freddie, take it away. <coughs> You're not Freddie. I know. <laughs> oh, very well. I'll go, I'll go. He opens his umbrella and dashes off strandwards, but comes into collision with a flower girl who is hurrying in for shelter, knocking her basket out of her hands. <laughs> a blinding... Flash of light, followed instantly by a rattling peal of thunder, orchestrates the incident. Now then, Freddy, look what grow... What the fuck? (laughs) Oh my god, none of these are words. No, they're Am I having a stroke? (laughs) Okay. Now then, Freddy, look what you going there. They're menace for you. Two bunches of oilets trod into the mud. <laughs> That's very good. That's good. Uh, and now we did hear not from deserve <laughs> that applause. <laughs> and now thank we you. <laughs> you hear from the mother now. How do you know that my son's name is Freddie? Pray. Ow. <laughs> Is you's son? Is he? Wow. Few Danny Dewey tea bombs a mother should. He'd now better to spool a poor gel's flazen than ran all at Bart Pine. Will you pay me for them? Oh, I think that was fantastic. <laughs> I, um, I'm, I must say, I don't really have a translation. Uh, uh, you, you throw all my flowers, will you pay for them? Yeah, you yeah you're going to pay the for the these flowers, cunt. Yeah. <laughs> it all makes sense. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then, the, then the playwright, Shaw, writes a note here saying, here, with apologies... This desperate attempt to represent her dialect without a phonetic alphabet must be abandoned as unintelligible outside London. So he just gives up from then on. <laughs> <laughs> from then on, it's just normal words, but you just got to imagine it like that. I reckon that's a good choice. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, this flower girl turns out to be our main character, Eliza Doolittle. <gasps> of the Doctor Doolittle. Yeah, that's right. I could sort two animals, isn't it? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, she sells some of the flowers to the mother. Ah, oh, that's Gets lovely. Have a little flower in. <laughs> oh, I love her. And then a gentleman uh, named Colonel Pickering appears, and Eliza tries to sell Charlie him. Pickering. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie Pickering, Pickering appears. appears. <laughs> For some excellent political satire. <laughs> 
tells us what those clowns in Canberra are up to now. <laughs> well, yes, he won't buy a flower, though. Eliza tries to sell him a flower. But then everyone tells them to be careful because there's a man watching them writing down everything they say. And everyone's like, who's this narc? Is he some sort of cop or police informant? They literally say to him later, she thought you was a copper's narc, sir. She thought you was a copper's narc, sir. <laughs> well, this narc starts to entertain everyone by guessing where they're from just by hearing them speak. So, for example, if you said something... Oh, no! <laughs> Grew up in Perth, but spent a lot of time in the US studying improv. <laughs> yeah, correct. Wow. Yeah. To American parents, yeah. I'm, I would have guessed Norwich. <laughs> um, no, Norwich does not sound like that. <laughs> I <He's> think. <laughs> That's clear improv. It's just a funny sounding name, isn't it? Norwich. Norwich. Uh, he explains that he's Henry Higgins. This is the perv writing down what everyone's saying. I'm just a friendly English pervert. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different time. <laughs> you look at he's got no pants on, but he's got a top hat. Just a friendly English pervert. How do you do? Takes it off, takes it off and just puts it there. <laughs> I've, I've been to Magical Mike. <laughs> he explains that his name is Henry Higgins, a professor of phonetics studying the science of speech. And he's quite wealthy, too, by teaching middle-class people who make their fortune to change their speech to sound like they're from the upper class. That's mm. how he makes his money. And we get our first glimpse that Higgins might be himself a piece of shit. Naomi Higgins. Ah. <laughs> are, we just, are we just I'm saying I'm recasting, so we've got Charlie Pickering and Naomi Higgins. <laughs> okay. I just want to cast it with people I know. It's easier for me to understand if oh, my friends are them. in the play. Okay. Sorry. Really hoping for a role. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Warnicky's coming up. I can feel it. Mama Warnicky's in this. <laughs> <laughs> the representation is a bit problematic, though. It's a different time. Yeah. So he, he comments... This is uh, Higgins. Naomi Higgins, if you will. Uh, comments on Eliza's The Flower Girl speech, and he says, A woman who utters such depressing and disgusting sounds has no right to be anywhere. No right to live. <laughs> Cool. Coming on, uh, which she responds with, ah, 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 ow, ow, ooh. And Higgins says, heavens, what a sound. And he starts to write it down. Ah, 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 ow, ow, ooh. And that sort of becomes her catchphrase. It's really fun. Everyone give it a try. Ah, 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 ow, ooh, ooh. And then, then fit my fair lady, yeah. they've heard the song. Brilliant. <laughs> ah, 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 ooh. And ooh, walla walla bing bang. Look, I was going to... I, I, I told myself I'd watch it for research. Mm. Then I looked at... It goes for two hours and 50 minutes. I don't oh, like this show a, that much. Absolutely not. Okay. It's a long time. It's not that long. Did you watch the Snyder cut? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's only you smooth brains probably wouldn't fucking even get it. <laughs> so he, Higgins starts bragging about how, how good of a teacher he is and he, he brags to the group that in three months he could pass this girl off as a duchess at an ambassador's garden party. He's that good. Then the man Higgins is talking to Colonel Pickering, Charlie Pickering, Charlie Pickering. Charlie Pickering. then introduces himself as also being a linguist who's been living in India and they discover that they know each other and Pickering says, ah... Oh, I came from India to meet you. And Higgins says, I was going to India to meet you. And then they kiss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they do, well, then there's go, they go off together. And it's a bit like, what if they'd gone at the same time? That would have been a bit of a mix-up. Ships in the night. <laughs> well, they hang out. Meanwhile, Freddie, the guy who was looking for a cab, turns up in one, only to find that his mother and sister have bailed on him while he was looking for him. And then Eliza, the flower girl, steals his cab. So he's left standing Queen. there. Queen. <laughs> like an idiot. And that is the opening, ha- uh, opening act, but basically the first half of the play that I've written. That That's was quick. Yeah. Is, does much more happen? That's yeah. the first half of the play. Well, in terms of word count that I've got here, you know, I've summarised a bit. Right. So I've cut out nearly every character. No, I haven't. <laughs> uh, act two takes place the next day at Professor Higgins' house. Are there three acts in the play or two acts in the play? It's actually five. Oh, oh five-act okay. structure. But I didn't want everyone to panic that we're going to be here for four hours. <laughs> It's warm up here. It is hot. 
Uh, there sorry. wasn't much to do back then. <laughs> yeah. They had you to know? do five acts for everything. Yeah, they were just like, fuck it, let's go see a five act play. Five act play plus songs. That's how it honestly goes for two hours and 50 minutes. Well, you guys all come to Average Bear. It's a five act play. It's got a lot of songs. It does have songs, but it goes for three hours. I'll be there. <laughs> Thanks. I will be there next week. Can't wait. Uh, so they're at Professor Higgins' house and uh, where he and Colonel Pickering are talking phonetics and Mrs Pierce, their housekeeper... How do you talk phonetics? Imagine talking about phonetics. Imagine being like, isn't it interesting when... Ooh, <laughs> ah, too, too. Like, what are you doing? Just saying syllables. Yeah, well, ah, 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 ow, 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 ow. I'm more of a consonant man myself. They <laughs> <laughs> should make that into a pop song, the ah, 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 ow, ow, ow. Ah, 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 like that. Like a cool, like, dance beat. It needs a remix. Ah, ah, ah. (laughs) Rain in Spain. (laughs) Could I have another vodka one? Is anyone there? There's no one there. No one's there. So the two men are very surprised that Eliza Doodle, the girl, the flower girl, rocks up at Higgins' house. And she's taken a cab there after he bragged he could make her into a duchess. And she proposes to pay for elocution lessons that she may sound genteel enough to work in a flower shop rather than continue to sell them on the street. Oh, yeah, cool. It's one of them fancy words, eh? (laughs) That's what she said. And Higgins is not impressed. He says, Pickering, shall we ask this baggage to sit down or shall we throw her out the window? (laughs) (laughs) They were actually being very nice to ladies uh, back then. That's actually been really nice. (laughs) Yeah. Uh. Well, Charlie Pickering is much nicer and offers her a seat, and he says he wants to help her. King. I've heard, it, I've heard good th- you know, that he's nice as well. Yeah, he's nice nicer. Work with. We've yeah. heard terrible things about Naomi. Naomi Higgins. Higgins. Yeah, she will terrible. throw a woman out of a window. <laughs> Close personal friend, but not a feminist. I always That's for sure. Yeah, I always sit her down and go, "You got to lean in. You got to lean bitch. in, yeah, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> She's going to listen to this because she loves attention. She's like me. Um. <laughs> so Charlie Pickering's on board. Naomi Higgins is not so into it. So to inspire his friend, Pickering proposes a bet. And that is, if Higgins is able to pass Eliza off as a duchess at the ambassador's garden party, then he, Pickering, will cover all the expenses of the experiment. Then Professor Wait a second. Yeah. If I can succeed in this experiment... I will pay for the experiment. No, he no. said to... And then the other one's like, I don't want to do the experiment at all. No, he said to Higgins, who's going to do the experiment. If you can teach her... Oh, if you yeah. can do this, I'll pay for yeah, it. Yeah, I'll pay for he's, it. She's all that in him right now. She's all that. Yeah, so he's like, you make that nerdy chick hot and I'll fucking give you a hundred yeah. bucks or some shit. If you can take those glasses off and a ponytail out, yeah. I will give you $10. I really want to see this movie. you got to see this movie? <laughs> Sounds right it's like it's alley. like the hottest woman, but she's like got glasses and a ponytail. <laughs> and people are and when she, she shakes her hair out, they're like, "What?" That's literally that's where the trope comes from. This film of this the hottest woman alive. <laughs> Can I just pivot this and tell a story? I auditioned for a movie, and they were like, "She's like she's not really like she's fine, like she's normal looking. She's like an average looking girl, and she's like." non-threatening in her looks. Basically, they were like, she's not really that pretty. And I was like, okay, cool. And so I went in for the audition. I did fucking really well. I nearly got it. I got right to the end. And then they cast Kira Knightley. <laughs> I will kill myself. So what you... Uh, if I could just give you a couple of notes. Oh, what thanks, you need to yeah. do, yeah, yeah, yeah. What you need to do is just... To, when, when you talk, just talk. More like this. Like this. <laughs> Like this. I can't believe this. Orlando. It's actually ridiculous. That's how you um, that's how you be sexy actually. You bite your teeth. You bite your lip, sorry, you bite your lip, you be sexy. I'm just as a woman in the arts, it's important that you know. Go with your little book. What do you want? Well we're all learning a lot here tonight. Uh, so he's like, I'll pay for the bet. And then Higgins responds uh, in true Higgins fashion. It's almost irresistible. She's so deliciously low, so horribly dirty. Never lose a chance. It doesn't come every day. I shall make a duchess of this draggle-tailed gutter snipe. Draggle-tailed gutter snipe? That's good language. Even if, but, and she responds with a catchphrase. Ah, ah, ah. Ow, ow, ow. Ooh. Great stuff. Ah, 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 ah
Like literally, yeah. she just says that. Yeah, I don't honestly, underst- I don't about understand <laughs> why <laughs> you would do that. Well, maybe she's going like ah ah ah. <laughs> but how can that? How I can thought it would come out clearer. <laughs> Well, like it didn't at all. And, and how can and that... This is an audio medium, so it's going to be... Yeah, no, yeah. But, and she also has to try to apply that to nine different situations in the play. Yeah, she's cool. Somehow it's agreed to that she'll live there for six months getting lessons and she goes off to have a bath and her clothes are thrown on the fire. <laughs> While she's off, uh, Colonel Charlie Pickering, the nicer man of good character, asks... Higgins, what he's like where women are concerned in terms of character, checking that he's not a perv. And Excuse Higgins me, good sir, am I a pervert? <laughs> <laughs> well, Higgins yes, I do believe you are. <laughs> Thank you, good sir. <laughs> well, he says, have you ever met a man of good character where women are concerned? And Picking says, yes, very frequently. King! <laughs> so we like Pickering, we like him. So, and Higgins says, well, I haven't. Women upset everything. One wants to go north and the other south, and the result is that we both have to go east, though they both hate the east wind. So here I am, a confirmed old bachelor, and likely to remain so. Just go north, cunt. <laughs> it sounds to me like he might be an incel. Yeah. <laughs> he also goes on to be like, uh, now, have you listened to uh, the most recent Joe Rogan <laughs> podcast? <laughs> got some fascinating ideas, yeah, let me awful. tell you. Listen, driver, would you put on Joe Rogan? <laughs> whack on Joe Rogan on the spot. On the wireless. <laughs> Love Joe well, Rogan Jordan Peterson has some very interesting <laughs> ideas, actually, <laughs> about lobsters. Uh, then Eliza's father, Mr. Doolittle, rocks up. Uh, not Dr. Doolittle. That was her uncle. Um, <laughs> under the pretense of caring for his daughter, but really he's a hedonistic dustman who's really only interested... What a sentence. That's, I'm a hedonistic dustman. <laughs> Sam. That's why I booked you. Yeah. <laughs> he's really only interested in pleasure and drinking. And dust. And dust. <laughs> I like three things. <laughs> pleasure, drinking and dust. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I love dust. <laughs> well, he pretends to be there for, for Eliza, but really he's turned up to ask for money and he couldn't care less about his daughter. He's basically happy to sell her on. He claims he can't afford to have morals and happily takes five pounds from Higgins, but refuses any more because that's all he needs right now and he's not interested in, in having savings. I mean, to be fair... He probably can't afford to have morals. No. I'm more interested in this Naomi Higgins character who can afford them and doesn't have them. No morals. Well, Act 2 finishes with Higgins and Pickering agreeing that they've taken on quite a stiff job, which sounds weird. (laughs) I'll blow it. Hey everyone, Dave here interrupting the live show shenanigans just for a second to tell you that this week's episode is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Now, a few decades ago, private citizens used to be largely private. But what's changed? Well, the internet. Think about everything you've browsed, searched for, watched or ever tweeted. Now, imagine all of that data being crawled through, collected and aggregated by third parties into a permanent public record. Your record. Having your private life exposed for others to see was once something only celebrities worried about. But in an era where everything is online, everyone is a public figure. So to keep my data private when I go online, I turn to my good friends at ExpressVPN. Because there are hundreds of data brokers out there whose sole business is to buy and sell your data. And the worst part is they don't have to tell you who they're selling it to or even get your consent. One of these data points is your IP address. And data harvesters use your IP to uniquely identify you and your location. Creepy, huh? But with ExpressVPN, my connection gets rerouted through an encrypted server and my IP address is masked. What's happening is every time I turn on ExpressVPN, I'm given a random IP address shared by other ExpressVPN customers. That makes it more difficult for third parties to identify me and then, of course, harvest my data. So if, like me, you believe your data is your business, secure yourself with the number one rated VPN on the market. Visit expressvpn.com slash bookcheat and get three months extra for free. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S dot com slash bookcheat. ExpressVPN.com slash bookcheat to learn more and get three months extra for free. 
Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series We Were the Lucky Ones with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Uh, act three is set at Higgins' mother's house, Mrs. Higgins, on her at-home day. Which <laughs> I'm Mrs. Higgins, and welcome back to my at-home day. So, I didn't know this, but apparently in Victorian England, it, it was a day when you told people you'd be at home so they could come over and they could call on you. Like when you have a party and you're like, I don't know, it just goes all afternoon, yeah, just, just come, just I don't drop know. In. Yeah, yeah, drop in. Drop in, but every Sunday be she cheese does Just drop in, every Sunday. Yeah, well, cheese platter every Sunday. Yeah. That's how to... <laughs> what a way to live. <laughs> okay. Uh, so he, Professor Higgins arrives at his mother's house and this is her response to him walking through the door. Henry, what are you doing here today? It's my at-home day. You promised not to come. Go home at once. <laughs> so even his mother hates him. He's awful. He's awful. Who is she waiting for? Is this a horny at home day? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, please be respectful of the orgy room. My at home day. Watch out. Later on, a guy comes in and is like, I'm here to fix your television. Yeah. <laughs> She's like to her son, Get out, get out, get out. So he. I'm just, oh, I just got out of the shower on my home day. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen this film. <laughs> well, he tells his mum about Eliza Doolittle, who by this time has been, he's been working with for a few months. So a few months have gone past. And he wants to test her by getting her to talk to some of Mrs. Higgins' friends to see if she can pass for being in their society. Uh, Mrs. Higgins is not happy about this, but it's too late and her friends turn up, and would you believe it? In another coincidence, it's the family from the start of the play who was sheltering from the rain. Yeah. Uh. Just a, just pause. Imagine wanting to be a part of English society. <laughs> <laughs> just going, yeah, fucking shit food and bad teeth. Give me more of that. <laughs> yeah. The I most are... annoying people on the face of the earth. They're true. Yes, please. Yeah. Uh, Give me that more of that. They've got a ba- they got bad face. Yeah. They all have bad face to no chin. I want the no only. No offense to any one of them who's here, but you guys have bad face, no chin. <laughs> I want the only comedy that I like is a woman, is a man dressed as a woman. That's some funny. So I want Mrs. Brown's boys. Yes, please, give it to me now. I want a fucking gravy egg in the morning. You yummy. When we want What's a gravy egg. It's egg with gravy in it. On grey skies, as long as the eye can see. In English people's defence, when I went with Dugo on the podcast... What are you doing? After... What? <laughs> oh, no, after three, we went there for three weeks and afterwards we were in the cab on the way to the airport and Matt and Jess said, I don't think I've liked any of the food here. And I said, I've loved every single meal. <laughs> <laughs> I feel at home there. I love it. My face feels at home there. <laughs> Seriously. I'm, You're ho- I'm hot in England. You're, a, you're, an, you're an Australian for, but an English tent. Oh, my God. Seriously. I was pushing people away from me. I just, do you have much of a UK audience on this pod? Oh, yeah. So, okay. This, all of it was a joke. <laughs> I, I wasn't joking. I think the Scottish ones are hot. Do you guys think? Uh, Scottish aren't English. No, but I'm just saying in the UK in general, the Scottish ones are hot, oh, the wow. Irish ones are hot. That's not the UK, but like in that area, I even get it's down just on the, the Welsh. English specifically. Yeah, yeah. Welsh, Welsh, I yeah. love the Welsh, man. But Give me some the Welshies. proper England, yeah. not good in face. <laughs> As a joke, England. As a, as a joke. Yeah. But Scots, yum. Yum, yum. <laughs> Yummy. Oh, aye, Give yes, us some. Please. Come over on me at home day. Ah. <laughs> Come over on me at home day. <laughs> Scott's I'll home cook home. you a bit and <laughs> what, get in the orgy room. <laughs> okay. I was at, I was at the uh, Edinburgh Fringe one time and I was sitting there. Brag. And I... I was, it's not a brag. <laughs> if anyone... You, 
if anything, you should feel sorry for me. Uh, and uh, I was sitting there and I had a rough show. Like, I had a bunch of English people that were just like, this, is, this isn't a man dressed as a woman. <laughs> how, is this not, how is this comedy? How can you even say that it's comedy? It's, he's not dressed in a dress and going, oh, hi. Uh, and I was sitting, I was deflated, and this very this Scottish guy comes up to me. He's, he's like, oh, you got a show there, Polly. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's a show. Uh, the English people hate it. And he's like, oh, get two tickets. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go and buy some. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> They're the best, the oh. Scots. I wish I was Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> Just having to think about yeah, that. Lost a, lost a, <laughs> I'm afraid we have to talk more about English people now. <laughs> Uh, but it's written by an Irishman, so if yes, that's anything. Yes, yeah, that's all right. And do you think that the, this Irishman is it's a little bit of a, a bit of a sly dig at... I think so. Every yeah. thing he wrote was like, Having fuck a crack. you, England. Mm. Having yeah. a crack. That, okay, was his vibe. that was his whole vibe. Yeah, cool. He was like, shut up, England. Shut up, rich people. Shut up, straight idiots. He was like a real lefty. <laughs> is this also your vibe? This <laughs> <laughs> shut up, English people. <laughs> no, I love... They can talk. They just... They want to like see. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so the, the people from the start of the play rock up, and their names are actually Mrs. and Miss, the daughter Einsford Hill, and their son Freddie, the loser who couldn't find a cap. And Eliza enters, and everyone is wowed at first. Her voice has changed. She's sounding very proper now. She says about the weather, the shallow. Actually, do you want to have? Do you want to have a go at this? Yes. The shallow depression in the west of these islands is likely to move slowly in an easterly direction. Oh, beautiful. There are no indications of any great change in the barometrical situation. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, She's that. passing society. And just like that, a girl from Wagga can be a girl. <laughs> <laughs> it's wonderful. But then, then the topic of the flu comes up and Eliza starts talking about how her aunt died from the flu but was probably killed by a family who gave her too much gin and she says, it's my belief they done the old woman in. It's <laughs> my belief they done the old woman in! And Mrs Ironsford Hill's like, done them in? What or does she say, it's my belief they yeah, done yeah. the old woman in. What, is this, what does this phrase mean? So she's <gasps> got you, the she voice. She should just say it's a yeah. meme, it's just a meme. But like she doesn't know how to speak. <laughs> she's a saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Ermagur. Uh, <laughs> what is this? What is this goosebumps? <laughs> Very old meme reference. Still, uh, still my favourite. <laughs> still cuts through. It, I, it's an oldie but a goodie. Okay. Uh, then, then Eliza delivers the most famous line of the play when leaving. Freddie asks, "Are you walking across the park, Miss Doolittle?" To which she responds, "Walk." Not bloody likely. I'm going in a taxi. Uh, this was show- so shocking at the time, so much so that for years afterwards, use of the word bloody in England was known as a Pygmalion. Wow. Ooh. Did, and that's where uh, this sound came from. Uh, uh, Tim Allen actually stole it from this show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking stupid. No. Yeah. No. I love no. It. I. I reject your applause. <laughs> and I just want to say that um, I think British people are beautiful, and I was just trying to be interesting. <laughs> I was not joking about British yeah. people. <laughs> Neither was yeah. I. Fuck, their food's good. Wow. <laughs> so good. It's so soft and pie-like. Lifeless pie-like. Yeah. yeah. It, what do you want? We got pies. <laughs> A pie or a pie? <laughs> yeah. And I went, yes, please. We have a pie covered in beans and a pie covered in gravy or a pie covered in peas. Oh, we got both all together. <laughs> Fuck, Sorry, so that's my tooth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, after everyone leaves, Higgins asks his mother what she thinks of Eliza and if she passed the test. And she says, absolutely not. And she's also concerned about what will happen to Eliza after the experiment is over. Higgins can't get his head around this comment. He's like, uh, after? What do you mean? Who cares? And uh, the act ends... Yellow. <laughs> well, he, he leaves and Higgins just goes... Uh, Mrs Higgins, the mother, just goes, oh, men, men, men. I love Naomi's mum. Yeah. She is, honestly, she's great. She's Who very forward-thinking. Who plays Naomi's mum? You. 
in a dress. It's English. <laughs> the system works. I'd like to apologise to all English people. I wouldn't. I'm not gonna. Then we hit it up, act four. The second last act takes place at midnight at Higgins' house some months later and Colonel Pickering says, well, I feel a bit tired. It's been a long day. The garden party, a dinner party and the opera. Rather too much of a good thing, but you've won your bet, Higgins. Eliza did the trick and something to spare, eh? And he says, thank God it's over. So we actually don't see her wow the crowds. And apparently she's done a good job. She's passed the test. We don't see it? No. What? What? That's just... Brutal. That's over there. Nothing fun happens in the play. That all happens... <laughs> you imagine that. What? <laughs> it's a real tell-don't-show. <laughs> the first rule of, of plays. Make sure you tell people, but don't show them. <laughs> people don't want to see it. People want to be told that it happened. That's so dumb. And she just sits there and she's just come home and watches them talk about how the experiment went well. But no one's complimenting her or saying she did a good job. And they're like, thank God it's over. And she, they talk about how it, it's been, it was fun at first, but it was boring for the last couple of months. Completely oblivious to Eliza's quiet but white-hot rage at hearing this, the two men announce they're going to bed. Higgins is looking for his slippers and Eliza throws them at him. Queen! Mm. He has no idea why she's mad. <laughs> He's like, well, no one's treated you badly. But she explains she doesn't know what will happen to her now the bed is over. They've never talked about this. He clearly has not thought about this. But isn't concerned. He says, oh, he could get married or open a flower shop or something. To be fair, that was her whole idea. She was like, I want a flower shop. Yeah, yeah. And then he was like, here's your voice for the flower shop. And she's like, well, what am I going to do now? <laughs> <laughs> open the flower shop. This is true. This is true. Um, she finally wants to know what, what clothes belong to her personally, what clothes she may keep and what belongs to the experiment. Mm. Uh, her clothes were burnt now, the new ones were given to her, but does she really own those? Or they need them for the next girl that comes along, she says. Calling it an experiment really gives me sort of like a ye olde maths vibe. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Let's check this, in this, on the experiment. This, let's check in on the experiment. And Higgins is one of those experts that you're like... What the fuck are you actually doing on this yeah. show? You're not an expert in anything. He's really offended by this when she's like, well, do these clothes belong to me? He's like, what are you talking about? She even takes her ring off that he brought her and throws it at him and then he throws it in the fireplace. Okay, it's not going to burn. It's and then, metal. And then the ring, there's words. They come out <laughs> in the inscription. <laughs> and it goes, it's a bad tongue. <laughs> and then, uh, have you ever seen Lord of the Rings? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen it either. Never late. <laughs> and you've got my sword. And then Sean Astin goes, Oh! Hello! I'm, a, I'm little. I was going to do Lord of the Rings next week, now I don't need to bother. <laughs> That was very good. Thank you so much. Uh, so that act ends. <laughs> I love it. I've got uh, weird energy. Yeah. <laughs> it's me. It's my. I fault. think it's yeah. us. I think the combination of us is always bad, but people continue to do it. I think it's a great combo. Thanks. I think, I what do you guys think? <laughs> Don't. I'm shy. <laughs> <laughs> So Act 4 ends with Higgins slamming the door. They are both in a huff, uh, leaving Eliza alone and she starts looking for the ring. Mm, you know who else is looking <laughs> for the ring? <laughs> the Black Raiders. They're riding on another country. Michelle couldn't even look at you then. She was just looking at me. <laughs> I'm just what, trying to find out who's going to <laughs> Act five, the final act. Mm. How will it all finish? Enter the orgy room. All right. <laughs> what all right, time is it? Uh, five past five. No, what time is it in... Because it started at 11.15pm. What time is it now? Yeah, that's important. Oh, this is now the next 
morning. This is the next morning. Well, next morning. What is it? Is it mm-hmm. an early morning or sort of a day to lie in? Or What's the weather? Sort of brunch hour? It's or uh, yeah, yeah, it's like a 10.30 a.m. Mm. 10.30 a.m. brunching hour. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, tis the brunching hour. <laughs> <laughs> what about 11s? <laughs> 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 I've never seen it. I w- what? I've never seen it. I'd, every time I put it on, I go to sleep and it's not my fault and I can't control it. New Zealand's so beautiful and the music is so nice and I just drift off to sleep and I don't know the story, but I know some of the quotes. There's a bit where a tree is holding a man and he's like, well, that doesn't make very much sense to me, but then you are very small. Yeah, it's actually that's in the... That's all I remember. That's actually in the Two Towers. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was actually talking... I was actually uh, talking more about the Fellowship of the Ring, um, where which they uh, that's that's tree beard, and he doesn't actually he's an ent, and he doesn't actually uh, come into to to two towers. Maybe if you said like maybe Tom Bombadil, then maybe that would have been more correct. But it's actually quite uh, ridiculous what you just said, and it's embarrassing. And if there's any nerds listening, you think I'm not like a cool nerd. I actually am one, and I know all of the Doctor Who's. So fuck you. Yuck. <laughs> Yucky. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Doctor Who. Doctor Who's oh. the best. Okay. It's settled then. <laughs> My English television I realized, show that I like. I realised halfway through saying that. I was like, I don't care. <laughs> 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 I don't care about this. They're things. You can like them if you want. And that's fine. That's probably the most offensive thing you've said to English people. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, I wasn't talking about English people. They're horrible. (laughs) (laughs) The final act. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'll do this in the background. You go. I didn't realise that comes from My Fair Lady. Uh, Back at Mrs. Higgins. (laughs) It was mainly. That's not in the play. The The rain in Spain. That's not in the play. We are back at Mrs. Higgins' house, the professor's mother's house, the next morning. Uh, Higgins and uh, Charlie Pickering turn up to call the police because Eliza has run away. Why do Uh, they care? Well, they've just treated her so poorly, and then they're like, call the cops. (laughs) (laughs) She's out there. Men do actually do that. Well, it turns out Higgins is upset because Eliza had become in charge of his appointment book and he's now completely lost track. I need my appointment book! (laughs) That's why. I can't keep any of my appointments! Call the cops! (laughs) When I lose my phone, I go, oh, call the cops. (laughs) But how are you going to do that? (laughs) So I email the cops. Because I've got a personal computer as well. <laughs> or I set up a, I send the cops a Zoom link. <laughs> and I say, check that out. 3pm, see you there. I always send the cops a Zoom link. If I see a crime, I go, at cops, here's a Zoom link. And I just live for ready for the crime. Yeah, it's sick. Yeah. Hey, cab. <laughs> Did not think that would be the book cheat audience response, but there you go. <laughs> What, you think this is a room full of cops? Yeah. You think the people who are interested in books and learning are like, we love cops. Yeah, you're all a bunch of nugs. <laughs> you actually have to tell us if you are a cop. <laughs> Before we start the podcast. Yeah, you actually have to say that. That's actually like a law. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to upset you, Ben, but I've secretly been recording this conversation the whole time. <laughs> I want to go on record and say I only think some ACABs are bad. Yeah. British ones, though. Yuck! Stupid hats! Oh, hello. <laughs> What's this say, <laughs> No, it's good. Give him lots of power and a little stick. Hello. <laughs> oh, a little stick. What's the play? Yeah, uh, please. Mr. Doolittle, remember him? The Dustbin Man. Ah, the Bin Boy. Dustman. He, he's, he dresses up. He's no longer dressed like a dustman, but he wears a fine white suit. Mm. But he's not happy. He's annoyed at Higgins for ruining his happiness. 
As a joke, an ironic joke, Higgins told a wealthy American that Mr. Doolittle is the most original moralist at present in England, and as a result, the American in his will left an immense annual trust fund to Doolittle, who can claim the money if he lectures six times a year on moral reforms. Uh, Mr. Doolittle... I'm sorry, moral what? <laughs> reforms. Edit as necessary. Don't you fucking dare. <laughs> Don't you dare. Reforms. Old meme reference. We did it. People said you can't reference that meme anymore, but I say no. I'm gonna, and no one's gonna enjoy it. So he, he's pissed off because he's, he's now respectable. He's, he was happy being poor, hitting other people up for money, but now he's got money, other people are hitting up for money, him up for money, and he's mm. pissed off about it. No money, no problems. Yes. That's why people who win the lottery, they keep it secret. <laughs> Michelle, did you win the lottery? You ha- actually have to tell me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then Mrs. Higgins breaks up the party and tells everyone, Eliza's been upstairs the whole time, <laughs> having Classic. arrived the night before. Uh, she makes her son promise to behave nicely in front of her, which he doesn't like, and then sends Well, her I don't like it, but I'll do it. <laughs> and then sends her father out into the other room, as to not shock her, because he's now got a suit on. Apparently they're really upset Women. her. Women. She'll be in hysterics. <laughs> and she's really... Daddy's got a suit on. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Ow, ow, ooh. <laughs> it's coming up. It's coming up. It's coming up. Because Higgins is rude to her. Coming up after the break. Oh, uh, oh, oh. But now Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> she's mad. Uh, Higgins is mad at her. He's rude to her. But she's like, Colonel Pickering, thank you for always being nice to me. It's you who turns me into a, a young lady. And Higgins is like, what the fuck? I did it. And then her father enters and is shocked by, as she's shocked by his outfit. He tells her, don't look at me like that, Eliza. It ain't my fault. I've come into money. Don't look at me like that, Eliza. <laughs> it ain't my fault I'm coming into money. And you ever, more reforms. <laughs> you ever come into some money? <laughs> Feels good. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. I've turned into like a... <laughs> Pub comic or something. <laughs> yeah, just Nickelback jokes. <laughs> Nickelback. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. It's all right. I well, need right. a welfare check. <laughs> <laughs> Not as in a check for welfare, as in check my welfare. <laughs> well, seeing her father makes her revert back to her old ways and you'll never believe what she says. Ah, 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 ow, ow, ooh. He tells her he's on his way, now he's rich, to marry her stepmother. And they all go out. Everyone except Eliza and <gasps> Mr Higgins. Or Professor Higgins. Oh. They start to fight. He doesn't apologise for treating her badly. He tries to say it's not that bad because he's mean to everyone, so it's kind of fair. <laughs> I love That's, men. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually equality. <laughs> I'm just like this. I'm just like this. I'm just a psychopath. What do you want from me? I'm not good enough for you. (laughs) Exclaimed man. No, I'm very happily partnered. I'm fine with a man, actually. So don't brag. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I did it. (laughs) You found the one good one. She found the good one. You're doing so well. Thank you. Oh, my God. Thank you. Congratulations so much. Thank you. Congratulations so much. You're engaged. Thank you, me. Thank you so much. Me, Em. Yeah, you are. Yeah, thank you. I'm going to come to the wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Here's some money. It was a simple RSVP among friends. That's what she calls it. <laughs> it's so hot here. We are so we are so close to the end. I gotta go see Granny Bingo. Oh, all right. Well, I hope it's not hot there. It, it is. It's hot in there. <laughs> it's so hot in there. 
she says, I just want a little kindness and you'll never give that to me. Uh, so she says, I'm not going to come back and live with you like you want me to. I'm going to marry Freddie, who's been writing me letters. And he says, I'm not going to have my, my masterpiece thrown away on Freddie. I love Freddie. Seems like a bumbling klutz. Freddie well, Prince Jr. <laughs> from She's All She's That. She's All That. <laughs> we did it. It's all fucking coming together. Yeah. It's a literal adaptation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then he, uh, she tells him, look, uh, you know what? I'll just go teach everything you taught me to your rival and give away your secrets. And he gets mad, but he's also like, I respect your backbone. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> then she's like, all right, I'm going to go to the wedding now. Uh, we're not going to see you again. And uh, Higgins says, goodbye, mother who's also going to the wedding. Oh, by the way, Eliza, order a ham and a Stilton cheese, will you? And buy me a pair of reindeer gloves, number eights, and a tie to match that new suit of mine at Elon Binman's. You can choose the colour. And she says, buy them yourself. And then Mrs Higgins says, I'm afraid you've spoiled that girl, Henry, but never mind, dear. I'll buy you the tie and gloves. Bit of fun there. And he says, oh, don't bother. She'll buy them all right. Goodbye. Mrs. Higgins runs out. Higgins, left alone, rattles his cash in his pocket, chuckles and disports himself in a highly self-satisfied manner. And the curtain falls. But that, 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 is, how the, that is how the play finishes. It's wow. It's a bit of a... You're not, thank you. I wrote this. I wrote this. Uh, and, but he, people weren't satisfied with the ending, so he's written multiple endings because people were annoyed about it. The end Just like an adventure? Huh? Choose your own Choose adventure. Your own. Well, I got the extremely boring one where he wrote a ten-page essay explaining why people are dumb and need happy endings. I was about, I was about to say, just like the Snyder Cut, <laughs> <laughs> which actually also has uh, uh, quite a few chapters, which are acts and uh, is four got, acts. Yes, in no. the Snyder Cut. What? Four acts in the Snyder Cut. I don't remember. I do. It's four. I've got to go to Granny Bingo. Come on. Okay, well, we've got... Well, the only thing left to do is score it out of five. I didn't read it. That's the point yes, of this I whole did. podcast. You don't have to. Don't worry about it. Is this do go on? What's this? <laughs> yeah, you've got to do a project on Pygmalion. Oh, no! <laughs> Can I come on... Do go, do go on and do a project on Dave Warnicky's book cheat? Yeah. <laughs> History of this pod. You can absolutely do that. All right. But I'll give it five. Then say no. Four. What? Four. Four out of five? Three. Three. Two. Okay. How many? Blast off. I think it's probably like five. Five. Wow. Really? Per- per- yeah, I the loved it. The perfect play. The perfect play. I found it easy to follow and like, yeah, I loved it. M- Mr. Russell. Uh, I did not enjoy uh, the story. Great. Great. It's hard to take that, not personally, but okay. No, no, I thought story, that no, honestly, you yes. were very you. brave. <laughs> and How you do you were, remember all those lines? You're a big, you. you're a, the, one of the most biggest boys around. Thank and you. And I think that you did a great job. And I would give you a five. Perfect play. Perfect five. Five. Okay, and the, the play? Uh, the play, I would give like a two. A two. Two English. <laughs> but I like that it's sort of a, it's making fun of the English. I know, no, I'm... I'm being facetious. He's being facetious. I actually enjoy... I, I've watched uh, uh, My Fair Lady. I did it uh, as a high school production. Oh, wow. My Fair Lady. Give that a secret. Who were you? Uh, Eliza? No, I was part of the core. I was little. I was like Ensemble. year eight. Yeah, I was like... Oh, That's no. important. That's yeah. important. Yeah, I know. Thank you so much. I was like, oh, hello. <laughs> Gee willikers. And then I uh, scampered off. I was... That's good stuff. I was the same height. Um. <laughs> uh. What about audience? You think, what would you score out of five? Keeping in mind the lowest score we've had is minus infinity. So <laughs> <laughs> that is very low. Yeah. If you uh, think about it, it goes on forever. Four, three, two, four. Remember, it's not so me. That it's was the a play. one. There was one there. One, one two. A one. This Give is it. a drama game now. So one, yeah. two. Someone say three. What do we think of three? It feels yeah. like a three. I give it... I take uh, one point off because of the ending. It's just like, you're supposed to wow us with an end. My problem know? is that I have not seen the play. 
that's my main concern, so I don't find it... I don't feel comfortable. I, if George Bernard Shaw was to listen to this, I would feel bad. Yeah, the ending is... He's not going to. <laughs> he might. He's very busy. Papa, very, can you yeah. hear me? <laughs> well, we've had some fun here today, am I right? But someone has a dinner party to go to. I know the top of your conversation. Uh, sorry for saying the C word, Mama Warnicky. <laughs> she um. said worse. So thank you so much for being here. Uh, thanks to everyone for coming to the first ever live book cheat. It was an experiment. Appreciate you being here. Number one. Number one. Number one. We're number one. We're number one. We're number one. We're number one. Uh, very quickly, just for uh, people here and for people at home, Michelle, your show does open. Yes. This week. It does. It tends to. It opens on Tuesday the 6th, but you can't come on Tuesday because it's sold out. And the Saturday, I think, is sold out. But you, it goes in uh, for two weeks. And uh, Mondays we have. Some people have Mondays off. I'm not taking Monday off. It's at 7.40 p.m. at Comedy Republic. It's selling really fast, except... For Sunday the 11th, which is seven sold, and I don't know what's happening, <laughs> but it's going to be intimate. <laughs> Love um, it. But the rest, it's, uh, it's going to be good. So, yeah, please do book if you want to come, because otherwise um, I don't think you'll be able to come. Mm. Hell yeah. Mm. Three cheers for booking early. Yeah. Uh, and Mr. Russell, of course, the Grub Podcast, I believe the live ones are sold out, but people sold can still out, listen yeah. at home. That's right. Uh, and uh, there may be this vicious rumour going around that we're going to add an extra show on the 18th. So it's just a vicious, slanderous <laughs> rumour because I haven't checked with the rest of the cast. <laughs> <laughs> but I will make them say yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, woo. <laughs> yeah, woo. Good sir. Or madam. Or neither. Or neither, yeah. yeah. It's very hard to, yeah. Good. You, woos are all the same. <laughs> woo is a construct. <laughs> you know, the woos are what binds us. I've got to go. Okay, we've got to go. Could I have a round of applause for Michelle and me? No, let's stick around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for coming out. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone. Uh, I always finish the show by yelling books forever. It'd be, it, I would feel less embarrassed if you yelled it with I'm me. I'm so on the count of three, today. if you could yell books forever, and then I'll edit it in. It'll sound like you did it naturally. On the count of three, let's do this. One, two, three. Books, books forever! Yay! Bye, everyone! As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.